What's Kristen Wiig up to these days? Do what we know? What is she up to? I don't know. Well, she did Ghostbusters. And she I think, did do Ghostbusters. I feel then, like I looked at her IMDb and she was like, she's done so many indies. Yeah, like I haven't seen Skeleton Twins. Or I like that. that one. Skeleton Twins was good. I think it was on Netflix. I saw I the it. one uh, with Derek Welcome Chris to Me. It. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. That one was so weird. Welcome to Me was weird. I don't think I saw the Derek and Chris one. Oh, that one was good. Was it? It was like not what I thought it was gonna. I thought there was gonna be something else. Okay. What was that called? I don't know. But she has like the nervous breakdown, and she's the writer, and then there's uh, home with her mom. I don't remember what it was called. But I feel like Kristen Wiig is like really good at the nervous breakdown. Well, I think because she's just like real thin and like looks <laughs> really frail, <laughs> and I think she could could kind of have that like crazed look in her face. Oh, easily. she gets that very easily. Now showing the All My Movies podcast. Please silence your cell phones and enjoy the show. Um, I don't I don't know whose turn it is to say hello. It's been so long. Should we just do it together? Okay. Three, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Hello. Hello. I went for like a long hello and you went for hello. Short. Yeah. <laughs> You were in your Adele mode, and there was Hello. no coming back. I just, she's something. Yeah. I could watch that carpool karaoke, like, all the time. It's so funny. Oh. I should watch it again. Spice Girls. I know. I love Spice Girls. All right. So, today's show, uh, we're talking, of course, Sandra, and we're talking in love and war. Is this the first, like, period piece that we've done? I know we've gone into the future, but have we gone into the past? I don't believe we have. Coming up, there might be one that goes, like, a little further back. Yeah. But, like, in, within the last yes. 15, 20 years, not well, jumping I mean, back like... to World War One. Not that she is a Time Lord and there was time travel in this film, no. but that... This story is set in the past. That was a great way to get there. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just wanted to drop a Doctor Who reference in. Yes. And Mission like, accomplished. One of the things, and we can talk about this more, but okay. one of the things I noted, it was like, I don't know, can Sandra pull off, like, a period film? I just feel like she just strikes me as such, like, her mannerisms and her way of speaking, like, is such, like, a modern, I just associate her with more of, like, mm. being a modern person. And right. so, so I don't know if I really bought into the, that she was, oh, in you know, in 1918. She's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just the way she spoke and the way she carries herself. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That just was my, I wrote, you know, you are, just like, I don't know, the way she like fussed with her hair. Like, it was just strike me as very modern, but maybe I'm just being like over critical or something. Yeah. I don't know. Because again, she doesn't do a lot of those movies like because what were the one you were thinking mm-hmm. of that was going to be in like in the past well a time to kill is set um like during uh oh what's it called like civil rights movement it's set oh, like civil in the rights 60s movement. okay 60s 70s oh, okay. i believe so not so, much yeah because there's nothing really else in here that is everything is pretty like a modern like when it's being filmed it is a modern yeah yeah yep movie. let me move something so i can see my sandra bullet collection Oh, I'm look. I'm looking at the list that we have here. Oh no, I have a physical collection. <laughs> yeah, they're all present day. Mm-hmm. Well, except for you know 
um, the lake house, which is two years ahead or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and Demolition Man, which takes place in the future. Oh, right. Yes. I was like, which one's in the future? Gravity? Demolition Man. Oh, yes. How could I forget? Right. So, anyways, In Love and War takes mm-hmm. place uh, in World War One and yes, a little while afterward, which is History Lesson 1918. Yeah. Um, takes place in Italy. And we'll just get right going, play the trailer for you. Sir. Lieutenant Ernest Hemingway reporting for duty. Some came to serve. Some came to heal. Am I going to lose my leg? I'm going to be up and dancing in no time. I'm a very good dancer. I am. I'll teach you. Sometimes they get to you. Especially when they're good-looking boys. And you've broken all the rules to make sure they walk out of here on both legs. I'm going to summarize this in 140 yes. characters or less. Please do that. Okay. A young Ernest Hemingway falls in love with Nurse Sandy. Sandy slowly gives in, falling in love with Kid. Also, trains are loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is perfect. And we will talk about why that is perfect later. Yes. Um... So, first, initial reactions. Yes. I, well, first, I had not seen this before. This was one that I had not um, had the pleasure of viewing previously and had, mm-hmm. had no idea what it was about. I had seen it in on Mary's shelf many a time. I think yes. I said, let's watch this. And you're like, it's long. Like, I remember <laughs> you, like, being kind of against us watching it. So, I've never seen it. So, all I knew was this beautiful um, cover of the two yeah, of it's a gorgeous cover. Lovingly beautiful, these two beautiful people. Um, yeah, looking at each other, described as a sweeping romance. Um, had I never read the back cover, even when I sat down to watch it, I hadn't read the cover. I had no idea what was it. About. I knew it was about the war. That's all I got. Yeah. Um. So I was quite surprised when it was about Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> like I didn't know <laughs> that's what it was about. <laughs> and then it said that. You know, it was like, oh, based on the book Hemingway and the War or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is based on Hemingway's book? Whoosh, over the head. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so I, again, I, I, that was my first class of it. And War, it's, you know, disgusting. So I was glad there wasn't, like, too many battle scenes because I, but ugh, War is disgusting. So I, I, bought this movie my freshman year of college mm-hmm. when I was like, oh my goodness, there's a place in this city that sells DVDs for so cheap um, at Last Stop CD Shop. So I found it, and then I watched it with my friend Kristen, and we both hated it, just because of the ending. Um, spoiler alert, it's kind of sad. <laughs> it's just, You just want to be like, come on, you big dummy! Yeah, and we're, I'm so used to Sandy movies with, like, a happy ending. Like, Heck yeah. Usually she gets the guy, mm-hmm. something good happens. Yeah, all the spoiler alerts, not so much in this one. Yeah. And, it, well, then again, if you knew anything about Ernest Hemingway's life, you know he doesn't end up with Aggie. You know, and also I was just like, well, I know he's not going to die. <laughs> right. Yeah, and also, like, a don't know anything about really Ernest Hemingway except for like the bare basics. He's a writer. He killed himself. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. So I think I just... he like I think he um like hunted in South Dakota or something. Oh. Like so, there's like a South Dakota tie Whoa. in for us. Um, 
So I'm just South curious Dakota about how... represent. What, what? <laughs> great faces, great places. You know it. <laughs> so I just wonder how true this is to what his real experience was and, you know. Right. So I'll have to do some reading, which, of course, we didn't prepare. We Preparing for this podcast entails us watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. Don't go We don't that. read extra. We don't read Ernest Hemingway books. No, we go on IMDb. Yes, we do. That's, that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of IMDb, let's talk about the box office. Keep this train a-truggin'. Box office. So, this movie came out. It had uh, two releases. It had a limited release. What? I know. In 1996, in December. And then it had a wide release, January 24th, 1997. We can't play budget guess because I couldn't find it. So, don't oh, know no. the budget. I know. But do you want to take a guess of what it made? Domestic gross? Yep. That'd be fun. Um, fifteen million. Oh my gosh, so close. Fourteen four. Oh, so pretty good, pretty good. Mm-hmm. That was domestic. Um, and I looked up both of when it debuted, both times. So, uh, it debuted like in the limited release. Like there was like nothing. Like it made like two thousand dollars. Like it made nothing Ooh. in the limited release. And the other thing, the number one movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. At, the, at this time in December of 1996. Lion King? Nope, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, of course. Beavis and Butthead was like well and away the number one movie <laughs> of the week. Um, but when it had the wide release, uh, it was actually in the number two spot. Mm. So good for you. Um, and the number one spot was Jerry Maguire. And then oh. in the number uh, three spot was uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. So, which is a uh, Chris Farley, I'm pretty sure, movie. Again, I do no research, so I think that's what that's yeah. about. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, in the realm of Sandy's career, mm-hmm. so uh, this was in 1996, so before she'd already done While You Were Sleeping and The Net, which we have both covered. Wow, so she'd done While You Were she'd Sleeping. She'd already done While You Were Sleeping and The Net. and then But this was before she did Practical Magic, which was in 1998. Mm. She did some other stuff, but we haven't reviewed those yet, so I'm sticking to things that we've reviewed. Um, at mm-hmm. this point in her career, just throwing out there, she was 32 years old. Because they do kind of talk about age a yes. little bit throughout the movie. So I was curious how old she really was. So she was 32 at this time. Um, the other, I feel like the only other real person that was in this was Chris O'Donnell. Like, there's nobody else really in this movie. Um, yeah. And he was uh, 26 at the time. And mm-hmm. just the year before, I feel like this was like his, he had done other movies, but nothing I had ever heard of. So I wonder, the movie he did before this was Batman Forever. So I don't know if that was ah. like his breakout role. I don't know. And then in nineteen after this in nineteen ninety seven he did Batman and Robin, which was a terrible one with George Clooney. <laughs> um, and then nineteen ninety nine this was the only one I I had heard of that was like earlier was The Bachelor, which he like has to get married in order to like get money, or something like that. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen parts of that on TV. Yes, and I think Renee Zellweger is also in that one. Okay. Um. And in the, um. This, yes. I have an add to your list of actors in this movie. One of them is, like, I didn't know who it was before, but his yeah. name is Mackenzie Aston. Okay. And he is Sean Aston's brother. Oh, so Samwise Sam Sam gave his brothers in this movie. Was he the other guy? He's the, f- he's the, the friend? friend, yeah. Harry or Henry or? Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy who dies? Oh, no, Henry. Oh, Henry. okay. <laughs> Sorry. I could see it. I could see some family familial resemblance. Not a lot, but a little bit, yeah. You could buy it. Um, 
I was just going to say that Chris was 26 at the making of this movie. Okay. So. And how old was he supposed to be? Just 17? Uh, I have it written down. He's 22. She's 26. No, but that's what he lied and said. Oh, was it? Was he yeah. even younger? Oh. Because cause then later, um, he, she says something about like an eight-year difference or something like that. So mm. he's, I think he, he's got to be 18. Because he said he lied about how about his age to get in. Oh, so okay. So I feel like he was 17, 18. Yeah. 19. Man. I know. War makes men mm-hmm. do crazy things. It's true. So, okay. Plot? Yep, let's get going. Let's do this. I got a bedtime to keep. <laughs> I've got a got a date with the mattress. <laughs> My first note was old style credits with everything at the beginning over art and music. So much. I know. I might have fast forwarded because I was like, mm. get out. It just reminds me like um. My, you know, my one of my favorite movies, Sound of Music, or like Mary Poppins, yeah. like the movie musicals with everything at the yes. beginning. My second note is that Sandy's accent in this is similar to Leanne Tui in The Blind Side. Yeah, it's like kind of southern-ish, but like yeah. not really. Yeah, because her name is like Aggie. Vaughn something. Agatha something, some German sounding last yes. name. But she is an American. Her, so yes. she's Mom was an American and her dad was German. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's a nurse in World War One. Yes. Um, they are in northern Italy, and Hemingway is there. Um, I think he's driving the Red Cross wagon or something mm-hmm. like, that, or the ambulance. Yes, he's the ambulance driver. She's with the Red Cross. And, yes. And like at the beginning, there's a little bit of a narration, and she mm. makes this. She there's one line about like, and little did I know that the choices I would make that year, whatever it was in Italy, would change the rest of my life. And I'm like. How would you not think that it would change the rest of your life? I'm sorry, you're in Italy. It's in the middle of a war. You would think yeah. this, you're going into this like this is gonna have some impact on what I do with the this rest is... of my life. But yeah, so just that's, that was my window. I was like, girl, please. Hmm. So, uh, anyways, yeah. So Sandra plays Agnes. And, well, it's uh, Agnes. It's not Agnetha. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I maybe well, they called her Aggie, but I think it's Agnes. I'm. Might be Let thinking of an ABBA singer, so oh my that's gosh. my bad. Uh, and Chris O'Donnell plays young Ernest Hemingway, mm-hmm. who has lied about his age. He's very young. He's to join the Red Cross. Um, he tried to join the army. We find out, or some sort of battalion, um, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't let him in because he uh, has damage on his left eye because of boxing. So because he's very like, we get the sense that he really wants to fight. He wants to prove yeah. himself. Like, he borrow, borrows this gun from one of the Italians to, like, play shoot at the Austrians. Mm-hmm. Across, like, he runs to the trenches. Like, he's like, I don't want to be in the cafe, in the cantina, like, handing out candy and whatnot. Nope. Like, I want to be on the front lines. So he um, goes right ahead and just, you know, as you do, ride your bike and then you run through the trenches and hop in and start making friends with some Italians. And while Ernie is there they are bombed um and he's not wounded initially but an italian soldier near him is and so ernie plays the hero and like does he take him all the way to the hospital like i think no he gets him like out of the trench and then through the like barbed wire stuff and then like you see the other people come and get him on stretchers okay it's been a while. We did this game this time where I watched the movie a few months ago, 
And then I gave it to Aaron. So Aaron watched it more recently than I Exactly. Sorry. So it's it's just fresh. Oh, it's so yeah. fresh in my mind. So fresh. There's, there's barbed wire and there's people coming. And... <laughs> I can smell the smoke and the oh, explosion. The oh, it's so bright. <laughs> oh. Um, Mine's like a blurry. Mine's all kind of brown toned. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he gets shot in the knee and mm-hmm. goes down in the leg area. The Italian and, or Ernie? No, Ernie. Yeah, no. Ernie's got some serious damage. Man, and I've forgotten he, that part. <laughs> yeah, the Italian's got Roberto's got some serious damage. Um, he get uh, Ernie gets shot in the leg, mm. and then they kind of rescue him and they take him to the hos- makeshift hospital where who happens to be a Red Cross nurse? But Sandra Bullock. Um, oh, fancy that. Fancy that. So, um, and there's this one part that's kind of like I think it just like hits on the like terribleness of war. Where Chris O'Donnell is laying on a uh, stretcher, and the guy he saved is laying on a stretcher, and um, the doctor medicine people are putting tags on him, and he puts a tag on him, and it says C, like Italian for yes, and then, like, he looks over, and he sees his friend there, and he's got no on his tag, but the guy's, like, still alive, but he's dying, so he's like, Uh no, he's not gonna make it. And then um, Ernie's just like, no, don't work on me. Like, work on him. Like, save him. Save him. But then they give him an injection of something, and then he passes out. But mm. So the poor Italian guy doesn't make it, but um, uh, Ernie makes it back and to receive care from Sandra. Yes. Mm-hmm. She – yep. And um, – Did uh, – okay. So mm-hmm. all, most of my talking on this podcast will be in the form of questions. Did – Ernie have gangrene? Like, yes. was that a potential thing? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Because, so he comes and he's got this wound, um, and he's doing better, but then, like, one night she, like, opens up his bandage and it's, like, smelly and, and, um, and he's yeah. like, what's the matter? What's the matter? And, um, she tells the other nurse, like, well, I think it's gangrene, and, um, she works at John Johns Hopkins back in the States. Oh, the other and, nurse or Sandy? No, no, Sandy does. Oh. And so she's just been saying, like, we've had a lot of success with just, like, irrigating the wounds. Because traditionally, they would just, whoop, lop them off. Yeah. And she was like, he's young. Like, he's very charismatic. And she was like, we shouldn't, we should try to, you know, do this other thing first. And so, um, but the surgeon, the doctor, who is Italian, he was just like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care what you do at Johns Hopkins. Like, we're, we're I'm, I'm cutting it off. And so they had to have a surgery anyways to, like, take the bullet out of his legs or the shrapnels and everything. Yeah. Um, and so, like, during the surgery, like, Sandra kind of, like, had gone behind his back and, like, for the last day had been, like, irrigating the wound to try uh-huh. to, like, flesh, flesh out the uh, infection. And it had worked. And so there was no more gangrene. And then the doctor was like, you know, normally, like, we should just be safe and take it off anyways. And she was like, well, normally someone's not so young and, like, just he wants – he doesn't want to – he wants both his legs. Like, please keep him – like, she's not begging, but she's being very, like, calm and be like – Mm-hmm. probably shouldn't let's just let him do it <laughs> let's let him keep his legs and it was a very good advocate care advocate you can tell i work in healthcare. yes um for poor ernie so then ernie obviously is very appreciative that sandra helped yes. keep his, both of his legs um mm-hmm. but then also the doctor was kind of intrigued because sandra kind yeah. of stood up to him and had some right. good medical knowledge um and he's a very handsome older italian gentleman Mm-hmm. And Ernie's just, like, this young kid. Yeah, and then from there, they just kind of start flirting. Like, it's mostly him. Like, he is a flirt. Yeah. A, to a, a, an aggressive point at, at some times. Yeah, that was one of my, like, notes about this movie. It's that Ernie is almost 
too aggressive and i don't know it just seems it seemed wrong at times it seemed a i was little like wrong. Eh. i was uncomfortable a little uncomfortable and i think because like right away like they are told sandra and her, the other nurses are told like do not fraternize with your patients like that's not what you're here for but he's just like very insistent like right away mm-hmm. and then like right away like he tells her that he loves her and then it's just like very insistent like throughout the whole movie and she's just being very coy and not, i don't know if coy is the right word but just very like this is wrong like listen like she keeps she refers to him as kid like calls him kid yep um and just like keeps their distance and um but there's like this one scene where she's like counting sheets in the like cupboard yep. or whatever and like he comes up behind her and like feels her dress Wait, and isn't she up on a ladder? She's, she's up like on a ladder. Up her she's leg. Up on a ladder. Yeah, and yeah. Like, first she just touches her dress, and he and she's like, "Annie, please don't do that." And he's like, "I just want to feel what it was made of. Is this cotton?" And she's like, "It's chambray or whatever." And then yes. and then he like starts feeling her leg. I was like, "Is this silk?" Like it's just kind of like, Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little it's a little aggressive. It made mm-hmm. me a little uncomfortable because she's clearly saying, "No, please don't touch me." Yep. But then it's also, like, she does like him. Like, that's also mm-hmm. the thing. Like, she does like him, and she just knows that it's wrong. It's against the rules. We should mention there's – what's the friend's name? Henry? Henry? I think it's Henry. There's or kind Henry, of, like, he like also likes Sandy. Yeah. Everybody so likes Sandy. Yeah. So when um Chris asks Sandy out on a date to kind of go on a picnic, mm-hmm. Sandy also invites Henry mm-hmm. to make it kind of third-wheelie and funny. But then – then him and Henry, 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 Harry get into, like, this sparring match of, like, you know, just being dumb young men, basically, mm-hmm. and arguing about, like, who Sandra likes best, just kind of being jerks to each other. Yeah. And Sandra's very much just like, oh, my gosh, stop it, you babies. Oh, the Henry says, Sandra's like, oh, you know, fine, we're leaving, like, you're being an idiot, me and Henry are leaving. And Henry says something like, oh, well, we see who has won the lady's favor. And then Chris O'Donnell says, like, oh, uh, I did win the lady's favor in her bed or something like that. Which yeah. Which is a lie because nothing has happened between them. Yep. And I was I was rooting for her because she, like, stops. And you can just see, like, her and Henry's back just stop. And she, like, slowly turns around and slowly walks towards him. And I don't know about you, but I was just like, slap him, slap him, slap him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and she does. She gives him a good a good wallop right across the side of his face. And so you're thinking, well, how could he recover from that? Can't mm-hmm. win the girl. Um, but then at that, that's the point in time where they get back to the hospital and a bunch of new – he tries to say something to her to apologize to her and she, like, does not want to hear it. And a bunch of new patients are coming in, so they're, like, busy doing stuff. And um, she had been writing Jimmy, um, this other guy, other patients, a letter home to his parents. Yep. Um and then when new patients came in, and so she kind of set it to the side. And while all the hubbub of the new patients, Jimmy, who is very severely burned, I think, lots yeah. of broken things, heavily bandaged, mm-hmm. um, kills himself. And so, um, which was kind of sad. Because, yeah. again, I mean, I think that just shows, like, so depressed or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so she's in her room later, and Ernie comes in, and she's like, please just go away. And I have to finish this letter for him, and... So Ernie reads the letter, and it just basically says, like, it's nice here. The food's good. It's kind of hot. Maybe it'll cool down. Hope you are well. Talk to you soon. Like, a very just bland letter. Yeah. And he, like, crumples it up and throws it away. 
And you're like, what are you doing? Um, mm-hmm. And Sandra takes it out of the trash. And he's like, no, write another one. And he starts, like, dictating. And then, you know, writes, like, this beautiful letter of just, like, you know, you've been a light for me. And I was always scared of the dark. and But I knew I was safe with you there. And, and like, and I know, you know, I might not make it. Like, I'm in a dark place right now. But, you know, I'll always be your son. And I always, like, just very, very sweet letter. Yeah, it was a really good letter. It was good. Well, he is Ernest Hemingway. So. Right. Yes. <laughs> so expect. But I've never read any of his things, so it doesn't really make any effect. And then they kiss. Then they kiss. Yeah, yeah. She's touched by his words. They're brought together by you know harsh circumstances. Um. And then something happens, and then she has to leave. Um, yeah, I think she goes to the front lines of the war. She goes like, to the front lines. The war is yeah. still happening, guys. I know. It's not about you know this lovey-dovey stuff. So she has to go to the front lines, and again, it's just, like, she's there with the Italian doctor. Yeah. And, um, and she writes this letter to Ernie saying, like, I'm sorry, you know, I wish I could have said goodbye to you, but, you know, I've got to go, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, gives her her ring, and then, um, which I think she, like, she sends it with Harry, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, sends it with him, and, um, and then Chris writes, uh, Chris, I keep going back between Chris and Ernie. <laughs> So then Ernie, so then Ernie writes her back and said, you know, they're sending he- yeah, Henry along to the front lines with you, um, but they took one leg, look at my leg and said no, but I might, you know, they they haven't heard the last of me, so basically he's gonna try to get up there to be with her, and he hmm. does, but just for like a second because he's like, no, I'm going back to the train onto America, yeah, and um, so they're kind of saying goodbye, and then he's like. Um, I got a room. There's a hotel by the train station. And she's mm-hmm. like, it's not a hotel. That's a brothel. You, Yeah. And he was like, there's no place else. Will you meet me there tonight? And so she's just like, I'll try. And she mm-hmm. does. She goes. She does go. And, um, you know, he's like, this is kind of disgusting. Like, I'm sorry I brought you here. Because there's obviously ladies of the night around and such. And yeah. He's like, I didn't think it would be so bad. Like, let's just leave. Let's just go someplace else. And she just closes the door. Mm-hmm. And they stay. Have some adult time. Yep. And then, um, and then, but there's the cute scene, like, after, like, the sun is rising and they're just kind of, like, dancing. Because there's always kind of this bit back and forth about she would teach him how to dance and he wasn't a good dancer and so they're just kind of like slow dancing which is very sweet mm-hmm. and he gets on the train and yes. he says that he loves her mm-hmm. and that they'll get married when she gets back and uh and as the train pulls away he no. says say you love me say you love me and sandy says it just as the train is tooting its horn so yeah. And says it real quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So like, she basically whispered it <laughs> while the train is blowing. I train. know. Yeah. Right. So he probably did not hear that, sweetie. Mm-mm. Um, so now he's... So at this point of the movie, I was like, so what the heck is happening then? Like, you are back in America. Yeah. She is still here. I was like, I was curious of where it was going to go. Um, so oh, Sandy... Oh, what what you got? Oh, I was just going to say, at this point, so she has this conversation with Henry, Harry, whatever his name is. Yep. And um, he just, like, wrote the plot to Benjamin Button. There's a line in there, and he's, like, because she's kind of saying about, like, well, he's so young, and I'm so old, and da-da-da-da-da. And he was, like, oh, well, maybe you should just stop aging. Like, you should start aging in reverse, and then you'll meet in the middle. And I'm, like, that's the plot to Benjamin Button. I missed that. That's hilarious. Like, Brad Pitt totally stole that. 
short story. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I'm blaming Brad Pitt. Okay. So Anyways, after... So that was really funny. Sorry. Your turn. Continue. Yeah. After Ernie goes back, Sandy stays on, and um, the doctor invites her and another nurse to stay at his mother's house for the weekend. And there's, like, a ball and, like, dancing. And the doctor is very sweet on her, like you can tell. So sweet on her. Yep. And um, Ernie has been writing her letters. We don't see her responding to the letters. No, we don't. We do see, does Ernie have, like, a press conference? And, like, he brags about his girl and how they'll be married when she gets back. Oh, like it's, well, because oh. the press asks him, like, well, what's her name? What's her name? Yeah. Oh, because they asked it. They asked him, like, um, oh, did you see any fine Italian girls while you were there? He's like, no, but I saw the prettiest American girl I've ever seen. And uh-huh. what's her name? He's like, Mrs. Hemingway, when we get back, we're getting married or something like yeah. that. Like, <laughs> it was kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just like, well, this is not going to end well. I know. Um. So anyway, so yeah, so <clears> they just kind of drift apart and she not drift apart that's not the right word but she just is feeling conflicted because he's not there anymore and yeah and the italian doctor is like still putting the moves in, yeah but in a very dating, nice respectful way spending time together yes uh he he asks her to marry him he says yep. like i'm gonna set up a hospital here like i want you to help me run it mm-hmm. and um, and this is after we should say the war is over like armistice is signed and then the italian doctor whose name is domenico proposes we don't see her answer we should probably say that and the red cross is leaving their little station like people are going back home and her friend is like what are you gonna do where do you want them to put your bags do you want them to go to venice or are you going on this train to back to america Mm -hmm. she's like i don't know venice no i don't know i can't stop thinking about him and so like her friend is just kind of like listen like it was a fling he is a young kid like you need to start thinking with your head like you have this gorgeous italian rich doctor Mm -hmm. wanting you to live with him in italy and marry him like uh the duh (laughs) she's like but whatever you decide like i'm behind you so she writes a letter to Ernie breaking up with him. And yeah. Just, you know, saying, like, I don't want to tie you down. Like, you're so young and to get married to me so early. Like, you want to write and live and do all these other things. And so so that's what she does. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think we see him um, being very upset. Yeah. He breaks a lot of things. I wrote down, the doctor makes a comment about the most beautiful waltz in the world. And oh, so yes. Sandy has a flashback to her and Ernie dancing in the like the night before he goes back home. Yeah, Sandy had called that dance the most beautiful dance in the world. Yeah. So and so she just realized that she's not in love with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like she's in love with Ernie. And so the next thing um, we see is that it's New York. It's eight months later. Yep. And she's meeting someone for lunch. Who is it? It's Henry. Or Harry, whatever um, his name is. Whatever your poor name is. Yeah. Sean Aston's brother. <laughs> and um, and so they're kind of like small talking. And he's yep. like, well, I heard you. I thought you married the doctor, but I don't see a ring on your finger. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, we didn't go through with it. And she's like, where did you hear that I, well, how did you know that I married the doctor? Or why did you think that? And he was like, well, I'll give you a guess. It's because Ernie, you know, calls me up in drunken stupor every now and again. Yeah. And, um. So she's like, where is he? He's like, well, he's at the cabin. And so mm-hmm. she goes, she goes, and he's fishing and um, kind of just makes a plea. And you know what I mean? Like, just like, listen, I'm sorry. You know, I I made a mistake. I And she's like, 
I love you. Like, I still love you. I've always loved you. I'm always will going to love you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and he was just like, I'm not that kid anymore. He's like, I'm not the kid. I'm, yeah. uh, you know, the kid has turned into a man. Yeah. His like, line was. Because of you. It was, kid grew up, egg. <laughs> oh, thanks up, egg. to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you cut to the heart. heart. <laughs> and so oh, he and then I have another note. So after that line, there's a pause and Sandy shakes her head and kind of like fights tears, which I feel is a classic Sandy move. She is like such a great, like subtle actress of just like the shaking of the head or like Mm -hmm. she's just like so quiet and just can make those moments like so special and sweet. And like you just like really connect with her. She wasn't making like this huge grand gesture. I mean, she went there, but it wasn't like she wasn't like groveling on her knees or crying or, you know what I mean? Like, please take me back. Like, it was none of that. It was just like, I love you, you mm-hmm. know? And um, he just like couldn't do it. Like, his pride just couldn't let him admit that he still loved her too or, you yeah. know. Or... So he lets her go. He lets yeah. her walk away. So that's the movie. And so, yes, basic just that. Um, I mean, I did like it. There really was, I mean, Harry, I think, and then the doctor is, like, really the only supporting cast. Like, I could not tell you what her friends' names were. Yeah. So, like, you don't really, you don't really ever get to know them or care about them or, it really is just about the two of them. Yeah. And you care a little bit about the Henry and you care a little bit about Jimmy just because he kills himself and you feel bad for him, but, um, you don't really care about the doctor. No, Domenico Mm. doesn't get... I think probably that initial he wants to cut off Ernie's leg thing, you kind of just get a bad taste. So you're like, meh. But it was interesting. I'd be interesting to know how accurate it was. And again, at the end, like, you're just like, dude. Like, you're just so frustrated. Yeah. Because you see him walk into the cabin and just start crying. Like, it's like, why? She's right there. And then side note, Ernest Hemingway got married four different times. And then um, he won the Nobel Mm -hmm. Prize in 54. I think, and then and then killed himself in like sixty three or sixty seven, like not like in the next ten years he killed himself. So, um, so yeah. he definitely had a hard life of it, mental, because mm-hmm. and then they, like there's the great narration of like the and she said something about like you know that young man full of life and full of hope and full of love, you know was replaced by this angry stubborn man, um. And so now yep. that boy only lives in my heart or something like that. And just like... <laughs> mm-hmm. So I liked it better this time. And I think it's just because I am almost 10 years older with more life experience. So, and also some of it's like, so I know that sometimes life doesn't end well. Like, it doesn't end the way you want it to. So, like, the movie mm-hmm. is still sad, but it's more understandable. Mm-hmm. Fashion moment. She wears nurses' uniforms, like... The majority of the time. So, like, a long dress and then an apron and the cool hat. Oh, and a cape sometimes. Like, a cape coat. Yeah, cape coat. And then Ernie and Harry have, um, usually they're either in uniform or, like, button-up shirt and pants. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mostly uniform. His little outfit at the end, he had terrible pants on. Um, I don't remember. So, They were not good. And then, like, a, and then, like, a plaid jacket, which I couldn't decide if it was a jacket or a bathrobe. <laughs> I don't it remember that one. Yeah. So I think that's our fashion moment. It's chambray. I, 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 watching it for the first time, I did like it. Like, I was a little like, okay, that's a little bit much, and you're kind of slightly creepy. And sometimes, like, he is, like, Ernie's acting like a total butthead. Yeah. Um, 
when you're just like, dude, what were you thinking? Why would you say that you slept with her when you clearly didn't? Yeah, like, like such a locker room in, thing, I feel. In front of her. Totally. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll go with, I'm going to give it two and three quarters letters home. Okay. So I'm going to give it two nurse hats. Mainly just because, like, I like, um, like, I think it was well written. It just had, like, mm-hmm. for me, it was just really hard to like characters, like Ernie's, like, yeah. stubborn Mm-hmm. domineeringness and yeah that was just hard to stomach but like overall like interesting story um mm-hmm. like i feel it was a good script like if yeah. if i were sandy and i got this script i'd be like oh this is cool like was- this has something there yeah um because i definitely like you can relate to sandra because you're just like yeah what would you do like you had this like fling with this young guy yeah. but and there's the state who's now gone like mm-hmm. it would be totally different if they were leaving at the same time because i think right. just wrapped up in that bubble um but then yeah it's like gone, a week at camp or something but yeah. not like camp at all and if you have your friends saying like, "Woo, it's just the fling," yeah, like, ah, you gotta think about your future. Mm-hmm. That's totally Toast. her friend's accent. <laughs> yeah, if this was a modern, yep, <laughs> interpretation of the Great War, a so. modern retelling. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now that you've heard from us, we're gonna tell give you some Amazon reviews. Yeah, and I had the higher one, so I'm gonna do the five star. Oh! That like never happens. I know. I'm so much more cynical than you are. <laughs> okay, so this is a five star review by mm-hmm. a customer on December 13th, 2002, entitled At Last, a Romantic Film Worth Watching. Wow. I was honestly and completely moved by this film. It was beautifully directed. Wait, fantastic- pause. Do you think they were also truly touched? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. From Miss Congeniality. Like, I am honored, uh, moved, and truly touched. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I get it now. Okay, okay. good. Um, it was beautifully directed with fantastic performances by Sandra Bullock and Chris O'Donnell. Their chemistry is so good. It depicts a love affair at its most passionate and magical, whilst still maintaining a beauty and mystery. In short, bravo, Miss Bullock and Mr. O'Donnell. Their sensitive and touching portrayal of two complex characters was a joy to watch, and quite frankly, I find it almost unbelievable that one could describe this film as anything other than a beautiful love story, one that is as tragic as it is passionate. This is a must-see for anyone who has lost faith in the film industry's ability to produce great romantic films. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll smile and sigh, and then watch it all over again. I don't know if I did much laughing. I don't think I, I was any laughing. No. And then I didn't watch it again. So, <laughs> like, it took me, like, seven, eight years before I watched it again because of a podcast. Like, right? I don't think I would watch it again. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Okay. One star. Wear a gas mask while watching this movie because it smells. See, it's Bye. timely. Get it is. The World War One. Yeah. Okay. By a customer on January 31, 2002. I had just finished studying World War One when I decided to rent this movie. In addition, I really liked Sandra Bullock and Chris O'Donnell, so I said, hey, why not? Aftermath of the movie, mass destruction, far as the eye can see. Sandra Bullock and Chris O'Donnell should really stick with comedy, or in the latter's case, action. I hate to say this, but they both really stunk. 
The beginning seemed promising, but then Hemingway had to start acting like a butthead, and then the love affair, and then the ending. Jeez Louise, it stunk the stunks. No, it stunk the skunks out of their burrows. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Do you have anything else you want to add, Mary? So this film, I realized, allows me to plug my latest favorite TV show, um, which is I was sick. So I was like, let me watch all of the murder she wrote. And then I got <gasps> sick of watching all of the murder she wrote. So then I watched uh, Mercy Street, which was on PBS Ooh. last January. Yes. So yes. it's like 60 years earlier, 1850s, no, 1860s, United States Civil War hospital drama. Mm. It's very mm-hmm. good. Yes, I have. Because isn't it what Ted Mosby's Yes, in that? Ted Mosby is a mm-hmm. doctor. I saw previews and I wanted to watch it, but then I never did. Is it's it on the Netflix? No, it is only available on the Prime or if you're a member of your PBS station and you have, like, the Passport, which I feel is new. I hadn't heard of Passport before, but I, like, I love it. I've watched every episode, like, twice now. Nice. That's how I am with Great British Bake Off. Man. I feel which like... maybe why I'm obsessed with macaroons. Ah, that explains it. Macaroons, that's crazy no, now. You have to say, it's just, oh, it's a fresh macaron. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to email us or get a hold of us, you can reach us at allmymoviespodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at allmymoviesshow. We'd love to hear from you. If you have thoughts about what we're doing, if you'd like us to um pick uh your favorite sandra movie to review next please do that we'd love to hear from you yes and if you like us on facebook um you know we'll give you a shout out on the podcast because who again does not want to hear their name said on a podcast by two strangers it's true it's true but we could be your friends we're real fun (gasps) oh guys we have a we have a a comment on the twitter Okay, so let me go. Is it from my brother or your sister? No, it's not from a family member. This is <laughs> crazy. Okay, so I just tweeted the night we were we are recording this, and I said, recording an episode tonight. Has anyone out there watched In Love and War? Hashtag Sandra Bullock. And our response is, from Liz Teal. I, <laughs> I saw it in the theater. And then there's an emoji with, like, embarrassed blushing guy (laughs) oh my gosh that's awesome well thanks so much at liz teal yeah that's awesome and fun fact at liz teal is the voice of our podcast or not our voices obviously but the uh telling you to silence your cell phone okay well perfect we'll leave you with these uh final thoughts straight from the movie poster let's hear it man in war they found each other in each other they found love. Oh my gosh, it's so poetic. It is. And then not true because then they, they go in the, up together. And then what could you say after that? In in life, they in America, they drifted apart. Yeah. I don't know. Or, or um, but it not didn't last. In, but like the war. In Italy, didn't last. they chose different paths. A.K.A. Hot Doctor. Well, then she doesn't even end up with a hot doctor. I know. She really just messed it all up. She did. Poor Aggie.